What's cracking, big dogs? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is BDGE. Big dogs gotta eat. Today's video, today's featured film dropping in theaters that your eye holes are currently fixated on, unfortunately, is the rookie wide receiver primer. All right, we ripped off our top five rookie running backs in terms of dynasty fantasy football on Tuesday. It is Thursday, and as promised, usually I fall through when it comes to promises, but I'm here. I showed up for y'all, so I want you to show up for me. Hit that thumbs up button if you enjoy the video, or if you hate it, either way. Rookie wide receiver primer. We're going to run through my top five rookie wide receivers for Dynasty Fantasy Football. We might get into a little extracurricular activity at the end of it. You will be able to sign up for a little bit of an email list, which we did for the running backs as well. If you want to get an in-depth breakdown of our wide receiver six, seven, and eight over the next three days, we're going to drop one player that's ranked accordingly for each day, Okay. It's free to sign up. You just got to drop your email down below the first link in the description. If you missed Tuesday's video, if you missed Tuesday's video on the rookie running backs, I lied. It was Monday's video. Actually, it was Monday's video. I would never drop a video on 420 because I know nobody, you can't handle my fucking face on 420. If you're high and you're looking at me, you're going to end up in the mental institution. So I was respectful of you guys. I won't be respectful of you guys during the NFL draft because the big dogs are getting together at the new HQ. By the time the NFL draft drops, we'll be at the new headquarters, man. We'll be at the new headquarters. We're inviting all the fucking big dogs over, and we're going to live stream the entirety of the NFL draft. Day one, day two, day three. Fucking, we'll do a recap video on Sunday. Day four, we're making our own days for the NFL draft. That's how we do things over here. Like, we might just stop after day two. We might just stop midway through round five because we're like, fuck this, let's go get pizza or something. We'll stop the live stream. But it'll be really fun for however long it lasts, okay? So mark your calendars. Get a tattoo on your bar baby's forehead to remind you of what we're doing. But Thursday night, next week, one week from tonight, Friday, Saturday, NFL draft, live stream, the entirety of it. We'll be breaking down the picks, all the fantasy relevant stuff. It's going to be a really, 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 really fun draft year. Because it's it's just a very mainstream draft year. Not only are y'all getting more into Dynasty Fantasy Football, and we know a lot more about these rookies. But a lot of the top picks, like, like eight or nine of the top ten players going off the board, are going to be offensive players and more so than not are going to be offensive skill players so y'all have heard the names we know jamar chase is going top 10 we know three four maybe even five quarterbacks are going top 10 we know kyle pitts is going top 10 so we got a lot of players that we already know a lot about which is going to make it so fun and there's going to be a lot of trades i know my falcons are going to trade back so we can grab a cornerback we can grab a cornerback you know what i'm saying i know that shit's going to happen already i'm willing it into existence but listen Kyle Pitts goes number four to Atlanta. I just became the biggest Kyle Pitts fan in the goddamn world. I'm going to start drafting him at 101. So don't listen to any of my bias advice. When it comes to the Falcons, I'm actually usually pretty good at being pessimistic when it comes to the Falcons. You guys are the ones that get really, you know, the Falcons are like the Cowboys where you all get really high and mighty on them every single year. And I'm like, no, they actually stink. Here's X, Y, and Z numbers. Here's the big facts about why they stink and why they will continue to stink. And then you guys are like, no, 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 no. They're really good. I'm like, I'm the one that should be telling you that they're fucking good because I'm a Falcons fan and I watch them, but I watch them stink. That's what happens when you don't watch, when you just watch Julio highlights. Yeah, fucking life is gravy and things look good and you feel like you could just throw an ADR bomb to Julio on every drive. I got fucking news for you. It ain't how it works. It ain't how it works. You're trying to put a fucking knife into a keyhole and thinking that you got you got a new fucking lease it's not how apartments work all right all right we got out of control there what we're gonna do is tuck our shirts in we're gonna stop yelling and since i'm filming this on 420 i'm not gonna do anything because i don't i don't really smoke weed if i did i would light up a fat blunt right now smoke weed every day but for all y'all on 422 i give you permission to 
turn the clock bike a little bit, two days, light up, spark it up, and let's eat. Top five rookie wide receiver rankings for Dynasty Fantasy Football. It should come as no surprise that Mr. Jamar Chase out of LSU is numero uno. Did not play in 2020. Opted out of the season, but we needed to see zero of his 2020 play in order to know what he brings to the field, as do the NFL teams. He is widely, widely regarded as the number one wide receiver in this draft class coming off of a monumental, a monumental 2019 season. The LSU Tiger offense led by Joe Burrow. He had that all-world, one of the best historical seasons of all time by a quarterback, arguably the best college season by a quarterback, thanks in part to his fucking weapons in Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase, 84 catches, 1,780 yards, and 20 touchdowns as a 19-and-a-half-year-old sophomore. That is all she wrote. He goes to the pro day. Yes, we knew he was fucking athletic. He's, he's borderline flawless when it comes to a wide receiver prospect, one of, if not the best wide receiver prospect from a pure prospect standpoint coming out in the last three five ish years goes to the pro day comes in a little bit lighter a little bit smaller than we had hoped for right six foot 201 that doesn't scream alpha but in today's nfl like the regular alpha does not scream alpha you know there are guys who are fine at 511 205 that absolutely disrupt the league and i expect jamar chase to do just that the guy runs a 439 40 yard dash at six foot 200 pounds and now is wildly being compared to his former LSU Tiger alum, Odell Beckham, best comparable player. He is awesome in contested catch situations. He's awesome downfield. Both player profiler and PFF have him comp to OBJ. I would say he's not as flashy. He's not as like quick twitch as OBJ. Like, you know, I don't know if we'll ever see a guy like OBJ come out with with the level of fucking drip and swag that he had when he came to the field, which he's wildly lost over the last three or four years. But when he came out, there was no one more exciting than, than OBJ. With Jamar Chase, man, there's a, there's basically a 0% chance he drops out of the top 10 picks, so he'll always have that draft capital. He is our number one rookie wide receiver in our rankings at BDGE. We can move along. Number two is Mr. Rashad Bateman. And I would like to drop in because I just became aware of it this morning. Matt Harmon. If y'all follow Matt Harmon, he works for Yahoo Fantasy Football. He does this little side project called Reception Perception, okay? For a while, it was only available in the Fantasy Footballers UDK, their ultimate draft kit. However, he dropped it. He went out on a solo venture. Matt Harmon went on a solo venture, and he is selling it on his own. I actually, actually, just a little sneak peek behind the curtains. I got on a call with him a month or two ago just to talk about, you know, launching your own product because I guess he had been following some of my stuff, and he was like, yeah, I'd like to kind of pick your brain on getting into the business side of things as someone who did this on their own and, you know, a solo, a solo venturer, as some people would like to call it. We got on a call and he just kind of wanted to pick my brain about launching your own product and, and kind of being out on your own because I think, you know, he's got a little bit of an entrepreneurial mindset. If so facto, that all being said is he started to scout rookie. He was only going to do NFL players. And I was like, man, there's a nice, nice little niche of people who want to know these rookie prospects and how well they run their routes. So reception perception, if you guys are unfamiliar with it, he scouts, he charts the routes run of all, he chooses specific players and he watches four five, six games of them. And then he does these charts where they break down the like percentage of, of routes that you run as a player and then the success that you have while running those routes as well as versus man coverage, press coverage, and zone coverage. And those have been very, very predictive. Like he knew that Stefan Diggs was one of the best route runners coming out of school. He knew a lot of these players, Tyree Kill, he knew before he became like a real alpha wide receiver. It's really valuable information. So this is not, he's not sponsoring this shit or nothing. It's just a very good, a very 
very, very well done piece of analysis that I think a lot of people can benefit from. So I believe it's receptionperception.com. You can get his one-off product that has the charts and the analysis. I'll link it down below. I bring that up because a lot of these guys that are on the top five list were the first guys that he went to to chart. And Rashad Bateman was on that list, of course. And Rashad Bateman was fucking awesome. Not unexpected, right? I've been saying that Rashad Bateman, my comp for him has been Justin Jefferson for quite some time. And now I'm seeing everybody jump on the bandwagon now that he came in at six foot 190 instead of six two two ten. A lot of people were thinking, you know, Allen Robinson. I think that the play style is similar, but the build of being like a real outside alpha is a little bit skewed there. The size really told you what Rashad Bateman might be at the next level. And a lot of you are going to say, oh, he had COVID or whatever. He did the interview at his pro day. He said he was, I mean, first of all, it doesn't matter what you thought he was. If he was 6'2 or six, six foot, COVID doesn't affect that shit. He's always been six foot. He said he's never played over 200 pounds. So the 210 pound report was always out of control. It was always from fucking Mars. And it made no sense that it was here. But this doesn't make him any less awesome as a route runner. I think him and Justin Jefferson, the reason I like both of them together, the reason I comp them together is their route running. Their short and intermediate route running is impossible for cornerbacks to cover, man. They're just so quick and smooth in and out of their breaks. And the yak ability is there. Rashad Bateman is a very, very underrated yak guy. So I hope, I hope, I hope he gets drafted somewhere, even if he goes to the Bears. I almost, I almost think the Bears would be a perfect pick for him where he can take over as the alpha after Allen Robinson leaves. If he goes to Tennessee, I think that'd be kind of a cool fit to take over and upgrade Corey Davis role between him and A.J. Brown. They could develop into the, the best wide receiver combo probably by next year. But don't let the, the lack of flashiness from Rashad Bateman deter you from who he is. And he is he is someone who he everything he does in his game is like an 8.5 out of 10 or higher. I don't know if you could say anything is purely, truly elite right now. He could develop into an elite route runner, like a Keenan Allen type player. But right now he does he has basically no flaws in his game other than and if you want to put 190 pounds as a flaw, just his size, he does everything really, 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 really well. So those nuances that he brings to the field are the nuances that win your team fantasy football championships. Rashad Bateman, number two, wide receiver in the rankings out of Minnesota. Don't fuck around. The next two guys are going to be smushed together. They're going to be put into a little drink. They're going to be made into a cocktail. It's going to be the C, the CTC, oh, the CTCT. This, this is going to be called the CTCT, CT squared, the Crimson Tide cocktail. This is Devonta Smith. This is Jalen Waddle. Devonta Smith is my three. Jalen Waddle is my four. You know, our very own Mike Me Up has Waddle over Devonta Smith. I've seen the case for Waddle over Smith. So has the NFL, man. The NFL is telling us that they might like Waddle a little bit more than Smith. A lot of mock drafts I've seen have, I've seen mock drafts where the Bengals take Waddle over Jamar Chase, which I think is fucking asinine. You know, it is clickbait season, so I'm not going to take that into account really, but these two guys are two of the more intriguing wide receiver prospects we have seen in quite some time. They're both in the same tier. The way I look at it realistically is that Jalen Waddle is the upside play. This might be an unpopular take, or at least contrary to what the public is looking at right now. Jalen Waddle's the upside play. Devonta Smith is the floor play. Devonta Smith's route running ability is unbelievable, but we don't know his speed. His size is very, very small. He didn't weigh in. He didn't test his 40. So we don't know if he's a 4.39 guy or a 4.55 guy. We really don't. Yes, you can look at this, the fucking film and be like, he's really fast, but I don't care what you, a guy on Twitter, I don't care what I say about this guy's speed. But Jalen Waddle, also like literally exactly what I said, you shouldn't care about my about what I say about someone's speed without them testing. Jalen Waddle didn't test either. So you have these two wide receivers from Alabama, unbelievably good on the football field when you watch them play. We know Jalen Waddle has game-breaking speed. I think the upside of Jalen Waddle realistically is like a Tyreek Hill. In Matt Harmon's reception perception, he had Jalen Waddle pegged as the single highest success rate against man coverage. 
Okay, so he succeeded against man coverage better than anyone in this class that he's charted so far. And he's charted like the top five, six wide receivers. So you could probably say he's going to end up being the number one charted guy versus man coverage. However, he did say against press coverage, he struggled. He did not hit the average mark against press coverage. And he said in his historical time doing reception perception, in order to be a wide receiver one at the NFL level, you needed to be at least above average against press coverage. Is this something you can develop into? Yes. He said the similarities between Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill in reception perception, very, very, very close to each other. They're giving each little little kiss together, okay? So there's a very, very real chance that Jalen Waddell is the next Tyree Kill in terms of explosiveness, in terms of what he brings to the field and what defenses need to do to stop opposing offenses. So when you look at Devonta Smith, Again, dominant on film. His routes, the way he attacks the ball in the air, his explosiveness, his yards after the catch. There's really nothing not to like about his game film. But everything outside of watching TV gets a little icky, man. Again, he's probably around 170 pounds. His breakout age came late, nearly 21 years old. Didn't test at the pro day. So again, we don't know if he's really fast or just like a good athlete at the NFL level. And Jalen Waddle, man, if we're going to ding Devonta Smith for all those things I just said, you also have to do the same exact thing for Jalen Waddle because Jalen Waddle is probably around 175, 180 pounds. He's 5'9". Would you rather have a 5'9 receiver or a six-foot receiver like Devonta Smith? You want to talk about the breakout age? Jalen Waddle like never really broke out in college. On a per-game basis, yes, he had stretches of success at Alabama, but we're like, oh, Devonta Smith is older. Devonta Smith broke out late. Like Jalen Waddle broke out later, and they're the same age. Jalen Waddle is 11 days younger than Devonta Smith. So... If you're going to acknowledge Devonta Smith's downside, you also have to acknowledge the red flags with Jalen Waddle. And this is not me shitting on either one. I just think when we get to rookie prospects, like the hype around all of them is so fucking, so fucking big, right? They got Mount Everest type hype going on. And uh, sometimes you got to realize that we're in New York and the skyscrapers, the tops of the skyscrapers don't touch the bottom of the mountains. So we all want the hype to be up there, but realistically, maybe the ceiling is here, all right? So what I need to do is take a little bit of the air out of the balloon that's starting to become a fucking hot air balloon that y'all think you could ride to the championships in your league. I don't even know what I'm talking about. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We're going we're gonna to move on. I'm sorry. So Jalen Waddle from analytical 
standpoint, like really, really not good whatsoever. A lot of red flags, didn't test. He's small, college dominator in the 32nd percentile, college target share in the ninth percentile, breakout age in the 20th percentile. So you might be asking, why would anyone put Waddle over Smith? Here are the arguments. Again, the NFL might literally be doing that. There's a very, very real chance that Jalen Waddle actually, I would say at least 50-50, gets drafted over DeMonta Smith in the NFL draft, okay? When we talk about college wide receivers and their production, we look at it relative to age, okay? So, yes, it had the late breakout for Jalen Waddell, as did DeMonta Smith. Yes, they're only 11 days apart, but when you look at their freshman seasons, when you look at their seasons together relative to each other's age, Waddle's freshman season, his 18-year-old season, was far more impressive than DeMonta Smith's, okay? As a freshman, Jalen Waddell outproduced DeMonta Smith as a sophomore. So in Waddle's freshman season, Devonta Smith was a sophomore. And in that season, Jalen, Jalen Waddle outproduced Devonta Smith. Okay. He also outproduced Henry Ruggs. He outproduced Irv Smith. He outproduced a lot of NFL players. So Jalen Waddle's freshman season, which is what we should be looking at for predictive success, young players producing at a young age at a high level, excuse me, it's there for Waddle. Okay. So this is the most realistic argument that you could find for Jalen Waddle outside of obviously just watching him and the game breaking speed is unbelievable. There's credence to it. Okay. We have Waddle producing better than Devonta Smith at a younger age while on the field at the exact same time. The last argument, and easily my least favorite argument out of this bullshit I've heard on Twitter, is looking at the four-game sample size in the beginning of 2020 when the two of them played together before Jalen Waddle got hurt. People are acting like Jalen Waddle was producing like fucking Kenny Galladay compared to like Quintus Cephas, okay? It wasn't like the gap was 8,000 yards and eight receptions. Smith... In, in that four-game span, okay, they had the four games in the beginning of 2020 where they both played on the field together, okay? And that's where everybody's going nuts. In that span, Smith caught 14 more passes than Waddle did and had like 23 more targets than Waddle did. So if you want to talk about receptions, you want to talk about target share, the relative involvement compared to other wide receivers on the team, Devonta Smith was far outproducing Jalen Waddle in those four games. He earned more targets. He had a higher target share, the same number of touchdowns. They bo both scored four touchdowns in those four games. The only thing was Jalen Waddle had about 70 more receiving yards than Devonta Smith, okay? And I'm sure I could pull up a highlight of like a broken coverage play that he got hit on a deep pass. And that was the 70 yards right there. Looks that way, wants to go deep and will. Waddle has got it on the run, and he's gone. Jalen Waddle, touchdown. But people are acting like the four games in the beginning of the season, Jalen Waddle was like this all-pro player where Devonta Smith was a practice squad player. They had the same number of touchdowns. Devonta Smith had way more targets, more receptions. He just had a few more, few less receiving yards, okay? So I hate that fucking argument. The freshman to sophomore season is the argument that you should be holding true when you're talking about Waddle versus Smith if you want to throw Waddle over Smith. So I'm not saying, listen, Smith doesn't win the Heisman if Waddle stays healthy. There's no doubt about it. Smith, Waddle might have outproduced him on the entire season, maybe had more yards, maybe had more touchdowns. Smith becomes a very good NFL prospect, probably like a later first round pick, mid first round pick. If Waddle stays healthy this year, no doubt about it, but they're both great players. The draft and the landing spots will dictate if either has the ceiling of being an alpha at the next level, or they're just high-end wide receiver twos on the team they get drafted to. Because listen, if one of them goes to like the New York Giants, they just drafted Kenny Galladay, or they just added Kenny Galladay. So their ceiling of being like a real wide receiver one, the alpha on their own team, becomes diminished. So landing spot's gonna be a really, really big indicator of which of these guys moves up in our rookie wide receiver rankings, which are available right now on BDGE. 
bdge.store bdge.store you can get everything you can get our our draft guide our rookie dynasty draft guide which has our rankings our adp data tons of exclusive shit in-depth player profilers like these but way more in-depth for every single fantasy relevant rookie on there you can get access to our patreon memberships you can get our merch and whatever the fuck you want to do bdge.store okay here's the thing at the end of the day both great prospects both carry pretty damn high degree of risk in terms of using a first round rookie draft pick on them in Superflex League. So does Rondell Moore. Rondell Rondell Moore is my wide receiver five. Again, 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 if you want in-depth breakdowns via email of our wide receiver six tomorrow, our wide receiver seven the day after, and our wide receiver eight the day after that, sign up for the email list down below completely free. But we'll talk about Rondell Moore right now. Borderline most athletic man on the goddamn planet. His explosiveness would fucking set off a metal detector, I'm pretty sure. Like, the dogs would be sniffed. You could be high as shit in the airport on 420. You're standing next to Rondell Moore, who's sober as a goddamn judge. He's getting sniffed. That's how explosive this man is. Comes to running, jumping, sprinting, lunging. I don't know. He just I feel like if he sat on a whoopee cushion for some reason, it would just fucking explode him to the roof. Just, the, just That's just the, the vibes I get from Rondell Moore when you watch these clips of him doing the 40, when you watch him jumping and doing the vert jump or whatever. This man is fucking fun to watch on film. You don't get a lot of players who you watch and absolutely explode off the film. You're like, holy shit, that guy is a problem. If they keep getting him the ball into his hands, he's going to rack up and rack up and rack up production. Here's the problem. He's 5'7". He's 5'7". He's 5'7". He is 5'7". Even like Steve Smith was 5'9". We have like zero, zero historical precedent of a 5'7 player being like a legit fantasy high upside wide receiver, right? Like even even 5'8 is tough to find fantasy relevant players, right? We have like the the pure slot wide receivers in in Jamison Crowder and like Cole Beasley, those types of guys. But 5'7, man, that's when you get into that like NFL teams try to be too cute, use you out of the backfield, use you only in the slot. On some plays, like you're off the field on two wide receiver sets. I'm scared that Rondell Moore kind of ends up in that in that spot. Like how many teams are going to look at a 5'7 guy and be like, yep, he is our pure wide receiver too. When we're running 12 personnel, when we got two tight ends, two wide receivers and a running back, Rondell Moore is going to be the one on the outside. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Would it be amazing if he got picked by like Green Bay or New Orleans to be their pure slot wide receiver and play on like 75 to 80% of the snaps? That would be fucking amazing. That would be awesome. And he will probably move up the rankings, to be honest with you. But again, I'm nervous that some team is going to use him as like a hybrid running back that gets like 60 targets and 60 carries on the year. But like 120 to 150 opportunities or touches, it's not serious enough volume for me to get excited about him in fantasy. Everything else, like the, the actual analytical profile for this dude, Rondell Moore, dominator rating, target share, breakout age of 18.2 years old, 99th percentile. He did it at a at a historic level at a historic age. So if there's anything predictive enough about Rondell Moore, that is it. And I, I think I'm going to lean towards the sides of like the side of he might be an outlier just looking at every part of his profile from his production at college to his actual athletic measurables. He is a fucking outlier, okay? So for him to produce like an outlier wouldn't really be that outrageous. So I'm going to go on the side. I'm going to err on the side of saying talent wins out in this situation. But just like every other exciting prospect in this class, besides pretty much like Jamar Chase, there are some serious red flags here. And that is his five foot seven heights. It could stifle him at the next level. And it's unfortunate because it's not really even like his own red flag. It's not like he can, you know, get on the field. And actually, he had he has a little bit of an injury concern as well at Purdue because he was so good his freshman season. And the next two years, only played like a combined six, seven games. Some of it to do with COVID. Some of it had to do with injuries and shit. So there's a little bit of an injury concern there as well. But it's really going to come down to the NFL team that drafts him. One, I, I believe he'll get like end of first round, early day two capital. So the, the capital should be there. 
But how is that team going to use him? That's where things get tricky. If he lands into a good situation, man, Rondell Moore's ceiling should be really, really fucking high, even as an outlier. So those are my top five guys. Yo, we got Jamar Chase, tear break, Rashad Bateman. I would almost put these next. I would say Rashad Bateman, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, probably in a tier together, tear break, Rondell Moore. And then however you want to fucking slice and dice it afterwards, because we will be getting into the afterwards in the email down below. Go sign up if you want wide receiver six in your inbox tomorrow, seven the day after, eight the day after that. If you can't wait and you just want all of our write-ups right the fuck now, bdge.store. Hit the thumbs up button if you enjoyed the video. Subscribe to thy channel if you are new. We will be covering all of the rookie shit. And don't forget, NFL Draft, join us. We're going to be hanging. We're going to be drinking. We're going to be smoking. We are going. I'm just kidding. I don't know why I have to put that shit in there. I'm not going to be smoking nothing. Animal probably will be, but. <coughs> Ooh, I already smoked enough for y'all. Happy 420. I'll see y'all tomorrow on Fade the Public. Preview for the Combine. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.